everybody. I'm Jake Atkins with Decent Flight. Thanks for joining us for another episode. I'm very excited today. My guest is the head strength coach for Kansas University basketball and used to be the head strength coach for the Sacramento Kings, Dr. Ramsey Nijem. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, we got started with a little mocktail here. Um, this is... Nick, the Nick special. So cheers. Cheers. Let's give that a sip. Great job, Nick. That's really good. You did a good job. Uh, so welcome to the show. Uh, you have such a, an amazing story. Uh, you're the youngest strength coach in NBA history, mm -hmm. which which is unbelievable. And now you're the strength coach uh, for Kansas basketball. What has that journey been like? What, what got you started in strength and conditioning, and, and how'd that get to you to, to where you're at today? Yeah, well, uh, you know, I'm the classic example of, of a basketball player who wasn't good enough to play at the highest <laughs> levels and ever get paid. Uh, and so for me, you know, you know, at a, I guess a relatively young age of 19 years old, I decided, man, if you're not going to get paid to play, can you get paid and have a career in the game and maybe help players, you know, reach their full potential? So. Um, that kind of started the journey for me and, you know, met some great people along the way, had some great experience, um, didn't piss too many people off along the way, which, you know, <laughs> is typically pretty good and or pretty helpful. And, um, yeah, just, you know, met, met some people that took some chances on me and, you know, ended up as the assistant strength coach for Sacramento Kings when I was 23. Two years later, the gentleman who hired me and a mentor of mine and friend um, left to take on a, a role with the Chicago Bulls where he was previously at. And uh, they promoted me at 25. And, you know, certainly they could have posted that job and hundreds yeah. of applicants would have wanted it, but they took a chance on me and, um, you know, felt like I, I didn't let them down at least over mm -hmm. those three years. Uh, and then the University of Kansas called and, you know, that felt like uh, an opportunity to take another chance, right, and bet on myself again and have a different, you know, unique experience. And so um, been there two years now and, yeah, it's certainly been a, a fun ride, but uh, something I don't take for granted. Yeah, that, that's awesome. So how has the transition been from... NBA strength and conditioning to college strength and conditioning? Yeah, I get that question a lot. And um, it's one I love sharing because it's, you know, a lot of times people think the NBA may be the pinnacle of sport, or the pinnacle of strength and conditioning um, or professional sports in general. And, um, and while there is some merit to, to some of those sentiments, uh, what I found passion in was helping our young guys, right? Mm -hmm. So although I've been fortunate to work with some amazing veterans, you know, all-stars, DeMarcus Cousins, NBA champion, Rajon Rondo, yeah. um, you know, a, a Rudy Gay, a Zach Randolph, a Vince Carter, uh, the list goes on, right? But for every one of those, uh, you know, teammates that we've had on and, and players I've been fortunate to work with, there was a younger guy that really, I think, fueled my cup and, and allowed me to really just bring passion to, to mm -hmm. the game and to the strength and conditioning. And so, you know, those guys that come to mind are the De'Aaron Foxes, Buddy Hill, Marvin Bagley, Harry Giles, um, and so for me, it was, you know, an opportunity to kind of sit back and reflect and say, man, if you really enjoy creating impact and helping these young guys, mm -hmm. well, the University of Kansas is a great spot because now you can do it across the board, 15 players. Right. right. And so for me, it just felt like the right next chapter. I became the head strength coach at 25. Um, and I kind of felt like I checked that box. Right. It was the dream job, but I felt like I kind of checked the box. And so, you know, I'm a guy that just constantly wants to grow and constantly wants to uh, challenge myself and the University of Kansas felt like that right next chapter for me. Right. And how was the transition from California to the state of Kansas? <laughs> Got to be yeah. a little different back in Kansas. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, certainly a, a little bit different. Um, you know, born and raised in California in the Bay Area, 
never moved outside of California. Uh, obviously traveled outside of California while with the Kings for five years. You traveled to every city and even some international trips, uh, but never into Kansas because Kansas doesn't have an NBA team. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, for me, one of my first calls was uh, a former assistant of ours and, and a friend of mine had graduated from the University of Kansas. And so, you know, I call him and say, hey, man, you know me. I'm, I'm a California kid. Right. And, you know, he says, hey, man, Lawrence, Kansas, where the university is at, Lawrence, Kansas is not what you think, man. It's a great place. Um, you got to go on, get on campus for the interview. And so that was kind of the start of that process yeah. of, of really thinking of myself, can I be here? Um, and then you get there, you know, for those who may not know, the University of Kansas is where the game of basketball is founded, right? right? And so, you know, my office is on Naismith Drive. We play in a historic building. Um, we literally have the, the rules of the original rules of basketball on campus. Wow. And yeah, in our DeBru Center where our players eat. And so, um, there's so much rich history from basketball there that as a basketball fanatic, it's like, man, this is such a cool opportunity. Yeah. Oh, that's, that, that's crazy. So grow, growing up being a, a basketball fan, did you have a favorite team? Yeah, of course. You know, growing up in the Bay Area, certainly, you know, the Golden State Warriors come to mind. And then uh, obviously that kind of early 2000 era with Peja and Vlade and Bobby Jackson and Doug Christie and those guys, um, you know, enjoyed watching those battles and what they were able to do. Uh, so it was always, you know, the Kings probably early in, in my career. And then obviously through high school was the We Believe era of Golden State. And so that was amazing to watch. Uh, and so, you know, always just enjoyed both those teams. And for me to have the opportunity to work for one of those was really a fun opportunity. And, and certainly uh, Sacramento has become a home because of those experiences. Yeah. Right. So uh, bought my first house here. Right. So it's just all those little things that 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 opportunity have have provided me um you know it's just been amazing but yeah growing up it was always Sacramento Kings or Golden State Warriors right and so I couldn't have you know planned it any better yeah uh, that's awesome man so uh being a fan in your younger years of the team and then eventually going to work for the team mm-hmm. was there any kind of like um like vision you had in your head when you were a little kid of like okay well this is probably what it'll be like and then once you start working in it you're like Okay, well, this surprised me, or what, was it kind of what you thought it was going to be? Yeah, uh, you know, early on, I didn't know strength and conditioning was even a career opportunity, right? But certainly, you know, around that time of 19, when I decided, hey, I want to be an NBA strength coach, uh, yeah, you create those visions of, like, what this might feel like and be like. Uh, and, you know, so one of the bigger questions I get often is, like, how was it dealing with the egos of NBA players? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I thought that might be challenging. But honestly, that's the easiest part of the job is dealing with the players. They're great, you know, they're... I always tell people they're just like your friends. They just happen to be really good at basketball and right. get paid a good amount to do it. Um, but, uh, you know, there's, there's certainly different unique challenges that come with those roles and, and some are unexpected. Uh, and, you know, everything that you might think comes with a regular job, right? There's yeah. politics and there's, right. you know, uh, relationships you have to develop and people that you may not be the fondest of and you got to figure out how to work with them. And, uh, and so all of those unique challenges are there, but then there's also all of the perks, right? It's like you get a, charter and travel across the country uh you know i always looked at it anytime i felt like i had a, a quote-unquote bad day at work mm-hmm. you know the perspective i kept is man i'm getting paid to right. sit courtside and watch nba games <laughs> like this is amazing yeah. so as long as you keep that perspective man it really is a fun opportunity and um you know again and i don't take you know a day of that for granted because it was such an amazing time yeah that's great so your uh experience that you've had um, I mean, you, you've got your, your doctorate, you got, you're literally a doctor, Dr. Ramsey Nijem. And, uh, what, it was funny cause, uh, did you know that there's an MMA fighter named 
Ramsey Nigem. I'm sure you do. You have the same I, I, name. and Yeah, I certainly do. <laughs> and people, I, it's funny because I would call down at hotels and sometimes they'd say, hey, are you the MMA fighter? And I'm yeah. like, no, that guy would surely kick my butt. Uh, <laughs> but I think he, he used to train like in Concord or something pretty oh, really? close to here. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's kind of like that old, uh, I think it was like a Visa or MasterCard commercial where they saw Michael Jordan on the, uh, you know, the wait list or anything like that. They're like, Michael Jordan? And then like this kind of dorky white guy would show up and they're like, oh, like they're disappointed. Everyone's disappointed to see him. He's just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that. Every time they asked, I'm like, that's definitely not me, man. That's, so, that's um, but you know, what's funny is we follow each other. Wow. Well, at least we used to. We f- used to follow each other on Instagram. I don't know if he still follows me, but, uh. But it was always weird to kind of see like Ramsey Nigel liked your photo, and it's like, <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's uh, I'm I'm familiar with him. <laughs> gotcha, that's funny. Yeah, I was gonna introduce you to the show and say his like win loss record. <laughs> Be like, yeah, oh, that's not me. No. Oh, all right, well, whatever his win loss record is, it's certainly better than mine. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. Oh yeah, mine too. Um. So you created a program with the knowledge that, that you've accumulated called APC. Mm-hmm. What's APC and, and, and what inspired you to start that? Yeah, APC is the Applied Performance Coach. Uh, it's a continued education course and ultimately a certification and mentorship program that I developed. Uh, and it kind of stemmed from a few different places. So, you know, if you go back a few years now, I hosted a couple strength and conditioning symposiums at the Golden One Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, and both of those I thought were a, a great success. And we had, you know, 100 strength and conditioning coaches come from literally all over the country yeah. to fly in. And um, that was an event that I hosted. So the first year I did speak, the second year I didn't speak, but hosted and um, really found a passion for like building community for, uh, I think really providing an opportunity, right? And and so, you know, if you go all the way back to like 2012, um, I remember sending out letters to every NBA strength and conditioning coach. So this was before social media was big. Mm-hmm. Um, email obviously was, was available then, but a letter felt more sincere. So I sent the letter out to every NBA strength coach. And I remember a few of them got back to me and I thought that was just amazing. I still remember who those gentlemen were. It's amazing for me to be able to like text those people now. Yeah. Uh, and I remember when I got, a, you know, a voicemail from an NBA strength coach, I called my mom after like, mom, I'm going to the league. And she's like, <laughs> you got a job offer? And I'm like, no, but I got a voicemail. Yeah. Um, so I just remember how that felt. And so, you know, paying it forward has always been something that's been a passion mm-hmm. of mine because I remember that moment. Yeah. Led to the symposium. Always wanted to do that. Finally had the opportunity to do that when we opened Golden One. That was great. So you you come, you know, all the way to the pandemic year three. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like, well, we can't do this now. The pandemic's here. Right. I didn't want to just do an online things. I felt like there was a lot of those available and, and building community was really the passion part mm-hmm. of that. And so just kind of, you know, put the put the marker to the whiteboard and started to map out what a real course could feel like and be and, and something that I thought was missing. Right. The biggest mm-hmm. thing with that was don't just put something out there. Right. If you're going to do it, do it the right way and make sure that it's something that's missing and something that will be extremely valuable and uh, you know, I always want to try to over deliver on any, you know, cost of admission to, to something yeah. I bring. And so, um, you know, feel like we've been able to do that now. We're in the second cohort. It's a it's a uh, cohort model where, you know, coaches basically sign up and they go through this course together. Uh, and it's every part of the science of what we do, the practical, practical application of what we do, learning through the experiences that, you know, I've kind of dealt with being able to answer questions for people. Uh, and then there's a certifying exam at the end of it that, you know, coaches have to pass. So, um, yeah, it's been a super fun passion project. And now that we've done, we're toward the end of our second cohort, but we're already seeing coaches get different job offers and different right. opportunities. And, 
you know, whether it's, hey, coach, uh, you know, I appreciate you recommending me for this. I got that job. Or, hey, coach, I got this opportunity and they promoted me and I'm, you know, extremely confident mm-hmm. now based on that course. So yeah. it's just been really fun, like kind of rewarding moments like that now that yeah. we've kind of got a few coaches going. I actually have a really good friend that went through the program. Oh, wow. Um, and just got, he was the head strength coach at FPU and then he just got a job down in uh, Irvine at another school, just okay. kind of a little bit. You know, an, another rank. So yeah, nice. Um, yeah, it was it was cool when you posted a picture of all the coaches and everything, and I was like, hey, nice, daddy. <laughs> I know and, that guy. But uh, yeah, and he's you know I talked to him uh, quite a bit, and you know he's always going on about how great that program was, and uh, for him personally, and, and nice. going through and how much it's helped him as a, a strength coach, not just in the practice of everything, but in with like relationships with the players and yeah. the students and everything. So uh, I mean. That's straight from one of my good friends. Uh, there, there's a review. I'll, I'll see if I can uh, have him write it out. Yeah, yeah. Type it up. We gotta get some marketing material. Yeah, there you going. go. Perfect. So, how can people go and learn more about APC if they're interested about learning more? Yeah. Uh, well, the website's just Applied Performance Coach, and um, you know it's a relatively high level performance coach certification. But you know we have more than strength coaches. We have athletic trainers, physical therapists. Um, and so we're starting to build, or think, a really fun community. And uh, but yeah, applyperformancecoach.com is where it's at. And if you follow me on Instagram or even Twitter, it's linked kind of everywhere. So if you ever look for me, it's probably being linked somewhere. Gotcha. <laughs> and, and what's your Instagram handle? Uh, Instagram is dr.ramsey.nigem. Perfect. Okay. So you opened up a uh, gym here in Sacramento, True Climb. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, it's a, a fitness studio in downtown Sacramento. We're at the corner of 8th and J Street, uh, and it's a Versa Climber studio. So okay. we use a, a Versa Climber, which is kind of this cross-body climber machine that's pretty popular in strength and conditioning, and LeBron James has used it a ton, and so it's got a lot of kind of fame from that. But uh, it's essentially a spin studio model, but instead mm-hmm. of spin bikes, we use a Versa Climber, and we have you know really cool lights that kind of go with the music, and then it's choreography-based or rhythm-based, so there's... You know, kind of like dance moves that you would perform on the climber while working okay. out. So there's different, uh, you know, choreography that matches the music and, and the lights. And, uh, you know, it's basically like the club has has kind of collided with fitness and we created this really cool concept. And they're 30-minute fitness classes, so it's super efficient. It's fast. It's fun. It's challenging. Uh, but we're already starting to see members get amazing results. So it's been yeah. a fun project to kind of put together. And we were due to open right when the pandemic started. So that's mm-hmm. been obviously a unique challenge. Right. Uh, but, you know, as we're kind of hopefully coming out of this thing, then we'll start to build our community and hopefully gain that momentum. Yeah. 30 minutes. That's a, that's a quick workout. Quick. In that's and awesome. out. In and out. Sometimes, you know, we get people that are come in and say, oh, how long is class? And we'll say 30 minutes. They say, that's it. And I said, don't worry. That's yeah. all you need. <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of people, like one of the biggest excuses people give for why they don't take care of their health or their wellness mm-hmm. or, or their fitness is typically time. Right. And so what we've done is we've taken out the fluff and all 30 minutes that you're in there, you'll be working. Uh, it's obviously, you know, there's water breaks you can take and right. you could take it at your own pace. So, you know, if you're listening, don't feel like this is uh, intimidating, you know, but mm-hmm. overall it's it's just super effective and efficient. You know, I did a class this morning. I burned, I think, 527 calories wow. in that 30 minutes. Yeah. And so, um, and it's a it's a natural movement to the body. It's low mm-hmm. impact or no impact, so it's safe as well. And so you know you leave the gym tired, but you don't leave the gym with joints that hurt, right? Your knees yeah. and your ankles and your hips won't hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of the day, you know I think a lot of times people 
uh, as they enter a new fitness regimen, they'll either stop because of an injury or they'll mm -hmm. stop because they don't see the results. Yeah. And so what we've kind of brought is this model that's, you know, super fun, but it's also efficient, effective, and then low impact. So, uh, yeah, we're, we got everyone in there from, I mean, literally, we have 60-year-olds that are in there kicking oh, okay. butt, 20-year-olds <laughs> that kick butt, and everyone in between that are, you know, getting results now. That's awesome. It's like a, a workout that anybody can do no matter what. I mean, you're, you're right about the time schedule. I've, I can't remember. I mean, there's a lot of times where I'm like, oh, I don't have time to do that today. Right. And then turns out I got plenty of time. Right. You know, I, right. I, I'm fairly busy. You're fairly busy. But, you know, if it's important to you, you'll make the time. Absolutely. But yeah. 30 minutes, I mean, that's pretty easy to fit into anybody's schedule and, and being low impact, too. That's huge. For sure. For, I mean, as I get older, like I told mm. you today, I pulled my calf yesterday playing mm. basketball. Probably wouldn't have done that on the Versa climber. Right, right. <laughs> and so I, I got to get in there. I got to try it out. Um, it looks like a lot of fun. Um, and it looks, I, I probably burn a lot of calories too. So, <laughs> yeah, well, and I need to burn some calories, especially, you know, the, we, eat, we eat some good food. Amazing here. <laughs> food, amazing food, right? Uh, presentation and all, yeah. but, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's to me the only cardio that I can do consistently and have a good time. I'm the same way. I love playing basketball. Yeah. But you can't play basketball every day, right? Yeah. After an hour and a half of pickup, you know, you feel it. The body feels it. Oh, yeah. um, and a lot of people, when they work out, they spend most of their time either talking to somebody, mm -hmm. they're on their phone. Right. Um, and then they wonder why they just spent an hour, an hour and a half in the weight room or in the gym and they haven't gotten results. So right. we've just taken out the fluff. Like, let's come yeah. in, let's get, you know, Let's get some hard work in, but you'll have a good time because it, it really is like a club environment. I mean, the music's going, the lights change colors. Um, don't worry, the lights are dim, so nobody's judging yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's it's definitely a fun time. Perfect, because that's what I, I look better in dim lighting. That's what everybody says. <laughs> don't we all, don't we all. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, taking out the fluff, my, uh, I remember in, in college, I had some buddies that, you know, we're on the football team, and, and they're like, yeah, I was in the weight room for three hours today i was like mm. i saw you in there you're just you you and your other buddies were just talking for like 45 yeah. out 45 minutes an hour and it's like you can't say you're you know, right. save with the time that you're actually working out don't just be in, right. hanging out in there and then try to impress everybody afterwards right right and we're all guilty of it right like i'm the yeah. same when i work out in between sets i check instagram or i text somebody or yeah. want to read this and so uh, uh you come in and uh, you don't have time to pick up your phone it's yeah. uh, whole body 30 minutes low impact mm -hmm. get you in and out and on with your day yeah. Well, that's excellent. That sounds like a lot of fun and, and can fit with really any lifestyle or any, uh, um, it really sounds like there's no restrictions right. other than if you don't have arms or legs. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, um, so spending so much time in Sacramento, opening up your gym, uh, you know, working with the Kings, uh, what has Sacramento meant to you? Yeah. Good question. Uh, I mean, it's home, you know, it's still home and, um, you know, I still have a house in West Sacramento. My mom lives there. Uh, obviously, the studio's in downtown Sacramento um, and just have ties to the city, you know, and, and I love I love food. I love coffee and there's obviously a great food and coffee scene and uh, I'm not as big on beer, but I know that there's a nice beer scene. And um, so I think Sacramento just is a it's a it's a great city. You know, it's close enough to the Bay Area, a little bit better cost of living. You can get to Tahoe, you can get to Napa. You can get to the city. So, uh, you know, there's just so many opportunities. I've really, uh, really uh, have fallen in love with the city and um, and enjoy it and still, you know, consider it home for sure. What do you think the Kings are going to do this year? 
that's hard. That's tough. Uh, you know, still got some love for some of those players there, obviously, and um, excited for what they'll be able to hopefully accomplish. But the West is obviously just ridiculous. Um, <laughs> and these teams that, you know, the teams that, that are planning to contend for playoff positions, they all have, you know, at this point, multiple all-star caliber mm-hmm. players. And so, um, you know, the Kings being young, I think, you know, hopefully – you know, the optimistic side is, you know, watch them develop and win some games and, and ultimately just make progress from last year. I think uh, after being there for five years and feeling the city's excitement for the team, mm-hmm. uh, I think that sometimes tempering expectations to just progress uh, is maybe where we want to be. And so as long as you make progress every year, eventually you become, you know, a pretty good team. And uh, for a franchise that historically hasn't been able to do that over the past 15 years, yeah. I think if you just see some progress, hopefully that's good enough. Yeah. I hope so, and maybe we'll have the progress like what the Phoenix Suns had last year, <laughs> going from being like one of the worst teams to being in the finals. Right, right. Uh, we're hoping like a a total makeover like they they did would be. Uh... But I don't, I don't want to uh, ruin anybody's excitement, but I don't know if you'll get yeah. that. I yeah no I, I <laughs> I've lowered my expectations quite a bit unfortunately. Yeah. I, know. I mean it's a, you know it's a, it's a players league, it's a talent league. Yeah, and ultimately as much as. You know, we love to talk about culture and coaching and those types mm-hmm. of things, and they all play a role. You need you need talent. You need high-caliber yeah. players. So if you look at a team like the Suns and the way they create a, a switch so fast is they went yeah. and signed, uh, you know, uh, first ballot Hall of Famer Chris mm-hmm. Paul, right? And so if you do those things, you can make fast switches. Right. And as much as you want to do those things, I think just make a little bit of progress every year. And then eventually yeah. what you do is you show the league we're making progress. Mm-hmm. And then a player, maybe like a Hall of Famer or right. a, an all-star caliber player is – Maybe he says, hey, I, I like what they're doing over there. I'll sign up for that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but maybe not. A, I don't know if a finals run is coming next year. I, I, I don't think so. So I got some uh, rapid-fire questions for okay. you. You ready? I am. All right. Rapid-fire. Kobe or Jordan? Oh, goodness. Uh, Jordan. That's the right answer. Yeah. Kobe's <laughs> a monster in his own right. For sure. Absolutely. Uh, I threw this in here because being in, uh, experiencing California and Kansas, a little bit different. Winter or summer? Oh, man. Uh, summer for sure. <laughs> Did the Kansas winters scare you? A little bit. You know, it's not as bad as people think, uh, yeah. but it does snow, obviously. And uh, it's not just the snow. It's actually black ice. That's actually the hard part. Oh. Yeah, like snow is fine. The city does a, Most cities do great jobs of cleaning that up. Mm-hmm. But black ice, is not much you can do about it. So that's right. the scary part. So. Yeah. Uh, Kansas or California? Oh, you can get me in trouble, man. Uh, I love them both. I love them both. <laughs> Perfect. That's a good answer. Uh, strength or conditioning? Way too uh, That's hard, too. But, you know, if I had to pick one, I'd probably say conditioning. Okay. Um, because fatigue is a mediator to a lot of things, to mm-hmm. poor performance and injury. And so, and there's plenty of examples of players who you might think aren't very strong. Kevin Durant, Stephen Curry that are in great shape and so as long as you're in good shape you know i think you'll be okay but uh obviously the best of both worlds is ideal and you're strong and and it's not just getting you know this is rapid fire i'm kind of ruining the point (laughs) but it's not just you know obviously looking big and bulky right you look at jordan he didn't look big and bulky Mm -hmm. right the nba body's lean and and typically strong enough to do what you need to do guard who you need to guard right uh you know perform the moves you need to perform offensively get through the lane take contact so but if I had to pick one, be in the best shape you can be. Because then, then what you can do, and we talk about winning time. When is winning time, mm-hmm. right? Who's going to score in the right. final two minutes of the game? Who's going to get a stop, a rebound, a block? you got to be in shape for those moments. Right. Absolutely. And then moving away from fitness, burgers or tacos? 
Oh, I'm gonna go with tacos. Tacos. I'm yeah. a taco guy too. Yeah, I'm gonna go with tacos. I like I like a good burger. We got a great burger here. I really like our burger here, uh, and then like I'll do like In and Out or something like that. But tacos, I'll get a taco anywhere. Yeah, I love tacos. Yeah, absolutely. Especially some authentic street tacos. Yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. Um, all right, last question, Kansas. How are we? Uh, how are you guys going to do this year? I'm excited. I'm excited for sure. You know, we've we've uh, COVID kind of changed some transfer, uh, both the transfer kind of process, but also gave every player a year back. So. Yeah. Um, we have some kind of super seniors that are coming back. We picked up some transfers. We're returning four starters, and uh, and then we got obviously some uh, a deeper bench and some guys that have come off the bench that are ready to contribute. So I'm excited. I think uh, you know the the ultimate goal remains the same as always at Kansas: win our conference, the Big Twelve, mm-hmm. and then chase down a national championship. And uh, failure to do those things is always considered you know a failure of the season. So. Uh, it's it's a great environment to be around. Winning is the expectation. Anything less is you know considered you know not acceptable for the yeah. most part. So uh, yeah, I think we'll we'll have a good chance, and if things go right, we should be playing that first week of April. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll be rooting for you. I mean, we'll, we'll, I'd be I'm not a big. I'll watch uh, like the the Final Four, you know, yeah. March Madness, and all that stuff. Yeah. I, I don't really necessarily follow too closely, but. I'll be following the Jayhawks and have been since you've been there. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, you know, wish you nothing but the best. Wish your program nothing but the best because you know more success for you is, is great. So, yeah. Well, thank you so uh, much. I appreciate yeah. it. Appreciate you being on the show, uh, man. Absolutely. Great Likewise. seeing you as always. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, looks like we got some more food coming for us. If you want to check out the food that we're eating here, go ahead to our Instagram page, feastandfighttv.com. Please follow Dr. Ramsey Nigram on Instagram as well, and keep up with Kansas hoops. See what they're doing. Thanks for joining us on Peace and Flight. We'll see you next time.